Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Richard. New customers can bet just five bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Richard. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football. Terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The volume. Championship. That should always be the expectation. I ain't mad at you. Go ahead. Welcome back to the Richard Sherman Podcast. We got an incredible guest today, the great Eric Armstead of the San Francisco 49ers, coming off a big playoff win. How you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm blessed. Blessed to, you know, be uh, earn another right with, with my teammates, my brothers, heading to the NFC Championship game. You know, um, man, blessed. Is this your fourth? Uh yeah, this is my fourth fourth NFC Championship game. 
in five years. Yeah, it got to be your fourth. Yeah, it's my fourth in five yeah. years. Yeah. I mean, come on now. I'm not, you know, I'm not keeping up with stats or nothing, but yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> you, you, this ain't your first time to this to this rodeo. Nah, it's, it's not my not my <sighs> first rodeo. My first rodeo was with you, you know? Um <laughs> when we uh when we when we killed the Packers. But uh yeah, that's my fourth. Uh been in this situation before. Um definitely blessed to be back in this situation, you know. You get here at this point, it's like, man, you uh last year we were in it and it's like dang, you work all all year to get back to this point and you know now it's finally here. Right. Opportunity to, you know, keep advancing and go to Super Bowl. So it's uh it's definitely a special time. No question. It's a special time. Everybody understands what it is, the sense of urgency that's needed. Obviously, the injury to Brock early last year in the game had a tremendous impact. But take me through that Green Bay game because there were ups and downs for both sides of the ball throughout that game. How were you feeling? Because because it was your first game back after a long, you know, after a long hiatus, you know, dealing with your foot injury, dealing with the plantar fasciitis. Mm -hmm. And people don't understand how hard it is to just kind of jump back into things. They they think it's just, oh, you're gonna jump back and you're right where you left off. And it's yeah. like, no, they don't this game don't work like that. You gotta you gotta get your rhythm back. Yeah. Not for sure. Uh I hadn't played in seven weeks. So fortunately enough, you know, we got the number one seed, which gave us a little more time or gave me a little more time and us as a team uh to to heal up and get some rest. And um also we got some good practices in. So uh I had two two or three really good practices before, you know, we were able to play. Um, so that was good. That was definitely helpful. Um, played a little bit more than everyone was expecting me to. Right. Because uh, right. how the game went. Um, and like you said, you know, you get back into it. And, you know, it's definitely, definitely tough to uh, just jump back into it. But, you know, it's playoff football. It's all hands on deck. Um, and, you know, around this time, you know, I just put a lot, a lot of responsibility on myself to help our team win games and, you know, be a reason why we're winning. So um, I was blessed and fortunate enough to get back out there and, and help us win. Yeah, I mean, you've been a big reason why y'all been to four um, NFC title games. And I was on that team that, that went to the Super Bowl the last time we went. But three consecutive NFC title games, and they definitely wouldn't be there without you and your contributions. This game. This game was just crazy because because there was so much hype. There's so much going into it. They played so well versus Dallas and they kind of drove down the field on the first drive. Y'all got to stop in the red. You know, Charverius made the, made a heck of a play on the double post. Look great. Things are feeling great. Then they drive down again and they go for it. They try to hurry up onto the ball on that fourth down in inches or whatever. And you get the initial contact. You get the, because, you know, that that tush-push or quarterback sneak in that situation is dang near impossible to stop. Walk me through that play because you're a major reason it got stopped and, it, and there's not a lot of time to communicate what the play is going to be. Do y'all just say pinch or whatever it is? But you were, like, a big reason that stopped this momentum. Then, then Dre came and cleaned it up yeah. and y'all got the stop. But walk me through that. Yeah, coaches did a great job uh, throughout the week. You know, we we saw we saw that on film that, you know, if it was third and short, fourth and short, that they would get on the ball fast and not try to let you get into your, you know, big people package, goal line, whatever people want to call it. Um, and so we we were aware and we knew that, you know, we might have to quickly, you know, get in our um, QB sneak stop, you know, kind of alignment um, on the fly. 
And typically we would have, you know, four D tackles in there, you know, to to get a stop. But people go back. I, Nick was in there. He had to, you know, throw his body in there. And, um, <laughs> you know, and it, it happened so fast. And, you know, my my thought, whatever. It's just jungle rules at that point. And, um, right. you know, people do it differently. Obviously, you know, the Eagles have had a lot, a lot of success with it. And on that one. Um, I just decided to go over the top and, you know, use my use my length and use my size to, you know, try to get them down and um, not let them, you know, keep that momentum moving forward. And, you know, we're able to get a stop and, and get off the field. And it was huge, too, you know, uh, part of the game uh, it was. And, you know, that was a huge play for us. Yeah, it, it, the playoffs are so unforgiving. And that's what people don't understand. And so everything happens so fast. You got to make split second decision where you go high, whether you go low. And that decision may come back to haunt you or it may come back to bless you later in the game. And you just got to go with your instincts. And that was an incredible play by you, an incredible play by the defense that kept points off the board. Um, turn is it basically a turnover mm-hmm. in that game. So that forced them with three turnovers in the game. And obviously Dre got the two interceptions. Mm-hmm. But Talk me through this D-line because, you know, there's been so much expectation, so much pressure on this D-line to produce. And and talk about the things you guys have done this week to prepare yourselves to pass rush because this Detroit Lions O-line is is a different beast too. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, first off, you know, Green Bay, great. You know, hats off to them. You know, a lot of respect, especially for LaFleur. And, um, you know, they did a great job of, you know, running their offense, attacking us, not letting us, you know, uh, up front really take over the game. You know, so hats off to the floor, you know, um, to, you know, come up with a, a game plan and a scheme to, you know, try to keep us out of the game, keep the ball on the perimeter. Um, you know, they were shipping Bosa the whole game. And, you know, they they we see all these different types of, crazy protections, but, you know, no, regardless of how the game went, you know, I'm proud of, proud of my guys, um, you know, how we fought, you know, ups and downs, how it was looking and, you know, we never, never were phased, um, keep going to the end. And, you know, for us up front, we know going into games, you know, what people are going, how they're going to, you know, try to stop us and keep us out of the game. And, um, still having an impact regardless of, you know, what, whatever that game plan is, is, is what we believe in. And, you know, that's what our organization has invested into us uh, up front and that's what they believe in. And so going into games, we put a lot of responsibility in ourselves to, um, you know, be game changers. And, you know, I think the fact that offenses have to prepare for us and change what they want to do schematically and, um, leave multiple guys in protection and not getting guys out on routes and all the different things they have to do to account for us uh, definitely has a huge impact on the game. And um, heading to this Detroit game, you know, from what I, I've, you know, started watching them thus far, I haven't got too deep into it, but, you know, they seem to, you know, believe in their guys up front as well too. And, you know, so we're going to see, um, you know, how that is, you know, through the course of the game, I'm sure they're going to have their game plan of how they want to, how they want to attack and stop us. But from what I've seen on film, um, they again, single it up. Yeah. From what I've seen on film, even against great players, you know, I watched the Dallas game, you know, they seem to, you know, have open edges and, um, you know, not be 
not leaving a lot of guys in protection. So if they want to do that, it's going to be us on us to get to golf and, um, you know, shut that down. And, you know, um, I got complete total faith in us, myself and the guys I play with that, you know, if it, they wanted to be that type of ball game, we'll get it done. And and there's a track record there of, of guys getting that job done in the playoffs. Um, you, Bosa, Javon Hargrave, obviously he was with uh, Philly last year, but getting the job done at a high level. But a guy who hasn't been in this position a lot in his NFL career, at least, is Chase Young. Mm-hmm. Talk about the conversations with him going in. You know, obviously the moment wasn't too big for him. It looked like he played a really good game, a really solid game. Mm-hmm. But talk about the conversation because it has to be different from him. Boy, it's such a drastic change. You know, you've been in Washington for so long and no no offense to them, but they haven't had a lot of success. They haven't had the playoff success. He hasn't necessarily played in these kind of meaningful games in January. So have there been conversations with him or is it just kind of like all hands on deck? Everybody's just going forward and we're going. Yeah, you know, there there is conversation, especially lo- losing uh, Cleveland Farrell, who has been having yep. a tremendous uh, season. Um, yep. Definitely we're missing him out there. And, you know, with that, the guys on the edge role gets even bigger. Um, yep. Chase especially and Randy and um, even Robert Bill and Moore is put on Nick as well, too. So, um, you know, I think Chase is a guy that um, is proven – Proven in the NFL um, to be a tremendous player. The moment definitely wasn't too big for him, but, you know, the conversations were this is the opportunity, uh, you know, for your role to increase and to to show it on the biggest stage. And, you know, we have another we have another opportunity uh, on Sunday to do the same thing as well, too. So, you know, accepting that challenge and realizing it's a huge opportunity for for us and you, your career and, you know, what you want out of football. Um, I think, you know, that's that was my conversation with him. And, you know, it's it's a huge opportunity for all of us. No question. No question. Definitely a huge opportunity. But him on a front, him on a uh, on a contract year um, to be on this stage, to have an t- opportunity to show himself, you know, how playoff performances have elevated guys and, and got them incredible paydays, regardless of, of, of what they've done in the rest of their careers. I mean, we can go back to when Denver made that run and there were probably two or three guys on that line. D line that got, you know, big, big paychecks and, and we're top of the line guys. So it's definitely an opportunity there. But let's talk about Dre Greenlaw and these linebackers and Fred. Obviously, again, Fred has been there with you the whole time mm-hmm. and been to all these big games with you. He's been a tremendous leader. I've, I've been in, obviously his teammate, but I've been impressed with his growth as a leader, mm-hmm. as a player. Um, Talk about their game because Greenlaw, his first pick was huge and pivotal and turnaround, but the second pick to seal the game, uh, then then his crazy return. <laughs> but talk about how much he's meant and they've meant to to you and this defense and, and it, even in that game. Yeah, man. Uh, Fred and, and Dre, you know, are so unique. They allow us defensive-wise to do a lot of things that, other teams simply can't do because they don't have the athletes at the linebacker position like Fred and Dre. And that really, you know, goes back into, you know, your coaching tree days in Seattle and Sala and everything they wanted to do uh, with the three deep and covering specials and having linebackers who can run. And, you know, um, those guys are so unique and so special. Uh, They really allow us to, to do what we want to do schematically defense wise. And um, Fred has, you know, being here and seeing the growth of his career um, as a, as a player and a person, 
has been amazing. Um, you know, ultimate leader in every way, um, both by example and vocal. And, you know, Dre as well, too, um, has been making huge plays since the day he got here. Um, made one of the hugest plays in franchise history against the Seahawks on the goal line back in 2019. And um, mm-hmm. he continues to make plays um, when we need him. And, you know, I was talking, we, we have walkthrough. Uh, we played Saturday, so walkthrough was was Friday, but it's typically, you know, Saturdays and we talk as a defense. And, uh, you know, my message to the defense was, uh, you know, wake up tomorrow with the mindset of I'm going to be the reason why we win today. And if everyone do, does that, you know, we, we, we can't be stopped. And um, I turned to, I turned to Dre and I was like, you know, it might be your game tomorrow. It might be, it might not be my game tomorrow. It might be, right. um, I turned to, you know, Luter, uh, one of our rookie DBs. I was like, it might be your game on special teams to make a game changing play on Saturday night. It was definitely Dre's game um, to, to uh, extend you know, our season and, and continue on this journey. So definitely proud of those guys and to see their growth has been, been amazing. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer, Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and, and let's keep going through the secondary because Tayshawn Gibson was obviously with you guys last year. Diamador, uh, Charvarius, 
these guys have come up big in these playoffs and they, they played really well in this game. Charverius, we talked about the, the, the PBU, but he's come up big all season. Obviously he has Super Bowl and championship experience. Uh, Diamador has played well in every single playoff game that you guys have played. Tayshawn Gibson comes in like a veteran and plays well. How much confidence does it give you as a D line with those guys back there playing the way they are? A lot of confidence, as you know, uh, it goes hand in hand up front and in the back end. And if you don't complement each other, you know, it, it just doesn't work. And we have to help each other at different times. You know, uh, when it's called on for us to get home and um, get pressure. Um, so those guys don't have to hold up too long in the back end or their coverages or what we're doing schematically is very difficult um, to hold up against. We got to get home. And right. at other times, too, you know, the guys on the back end are going to give us that extra time to get home. And so they both go hand in hand. When we're playing our best ball, we're both very playing complimentary on the backhand and up front, um, and that's apparent. Um, and so, you know, we have a, a huge opportunity on Sunday um, to do that. And, you know, I, I still feel like um, we can continue to get better. And, uh, you know, what a, what a great opportunity to do that on Sunday. Now, now, give me where you were at in the fourth quarter. You guys were down seven, 21-14. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows the statistic about Kyle and, and you know, being down eight-plus or seven-plus going into the fourth. He was on 30 going into that game. And you guys are down. And obviously, I you know, obviously it ain't something you think about as a team or as a player when you're in that moment. But give me your mindset because things hadn't gone the way you wanted to, and it took some incredible stops by the defense. It took some great turnovers, but then it took big plays by Brock Purdy and big plays by Jawan Jennings and big plays by Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk and all these guys. It just never looked like the team wavered at all. And I remember when we first, in 2019, when we got to that Super Bowl, we got to the NFC Championship, a lot of the guys had never been there. And and I just remember you guys asking me, like, what is it like? And what's the what's what's the mindset? And what should we be thinking? What should be? And it's like, it's just another game. Just keep executing at the high level. Now you're that guy. Mm-hmm. You're that guy. So is there anything you say to the team going into the fourth or in that situation when you know it's going to be all right? Let's just steady the ship. Let's just right the ship and steady the course. And you remember what I said in that Super Bowl when we got up, but we ain't going to talk about that today. We're not going to jinx that. We'll talk about that next week. But, you know, God willing, you know, don't jinx anything. But um, but was there any conversations had by you or Fred or any other leaders to, to the team at halftime or to the, to the uh, defense going into the fourth, I mean? Yeah, the conversations was, uh, you know, we didn't sign up to play 30 minutes of ball. You know, we talk about playing 60 minutes of football and that's just the culture that we've built here of resiliency. Um, man, I like even, you know, back, you know, before, um, you got here and, and when Kyle, when Kyle got here in 2017, 2018, having rough years, you know, losing close hard fought games, but those, those, uh, those moments, those experiences, they, they like, they, they harden you. They, they make you tough. Um, and, you know, if we can fight and scratch and crawl to the end in those moments, we can't do that to win a Super Bowl. Like, what we're we doing? Like, if, um, you know what I'm saying, we can't give our all and no matter what happens in the face of adversity, keep playing and keep playing hard to win a Super Bowl, like, we don't deserve it. And so that's really my mindset is, like, um, going into these games, it's like, 
you know, if you can't beat these people, you know what I'm saying? If you can't find a way to win, you don't deserve it. And so we have to, we have to prove to ourselves that, that we're deserving. And that's by playing with character. That's by playing hard. That's by executing and doing all the things you need to do to win football games. And so in those moments, it's keep playing. It's, um, yep. you know, let we have an opportunity for our character to show. You know, we have opportunity for who we really are um, to to really show. And we, we've we been through a lot of a lot of adversity and have plenty of opportunities to show the type of people and players that we are. And this was just another moment and another opportunity to do that. You know, you would like to steamroll everybody and, and win a Super Bowl. And um, that would be great. That would be awesome. But right. the adversity and the ups and downs and the, the journey uh, to, to win a Super Bowl and everything that goes into it is going to make it that much sweeter. I, I think that's the perfect way to put it, because if it's never easy and sometimes it's better to get these lessons early, especially for these young guys to be down, to know that it's not all lost. It's not hopeless just because you're down in this game. Mm-hmm. Like, believe, fight your way back, claw, play after play after play. And that's what you guys did. And that's what Brock Purdy did. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know you, 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 you know, as a team, you try to like block out the noise and, and fast forward and, and just keep focused on the moment at hand. But you got to feel the hate for Brock Purdy and the nonsense that they spew. Talk about how the team feels about this man uh, and, and about the confidence you guys walk out with every week with him at the quarterback spot. Man, uh, I, I, I really don't get it. I don't understand it. We're talking about the last pick of the draft. Um. Even if he was a if he was a third string quarterback for for the rest of his career, he won. He was the last right. pick of the draft. What what are what are truly the expectations for him? And right. he's up here blowing the expectations way out of the water. And so I, I truly I really don't understand it. But from from our um, from within what we feel about him is we have ultimate confidence going out there and him leading us and and taking the helm of our offense. And um, we love playing, you know, with and for Purdy. Um, He's an amazing teammate. He's an amazing leader in his own way for a young guy to um, come in and be thrust into that situation. And, you know, everything that goes on in your head as a player and how he's handled it has been tremendous and, um, you know, to be in the MVP conversation and playing tremendous football and leading our team back to another NFC championship. Uh, I, I don't understand, you know, I, I don't really understand the hate. Um, it's, it's kind of weird to me. Maybe just people need something to, to talk about yeah. or argue about or to. converse about. They just, they don't want to see it. They don't want to see it from a seventh rounder. It's almost like they don't want to see it. They yeah. would rather give him all the blame and never give him credit than to see him succeed and win and everybody be proven wrong. That, hey, maybe the draft is just broken. And maybe just because we say talent and arms and he can throw it from all these angles. And a kid who just goes out there and does it right, mm-hmm. just hits it, hits the guys in stride, makes the right plays, makes the right decisions. You don't have to always make the highlight off your back foot, fading away 60-yard pass. You can, and he does that too from time. Mm-hmm. So that that's not get confused. But 
he's a guy that goes out there and executes during very tough circumstances. Like he's he's the top rated quarterback under pressure, top rated quarterback when there's not pressure, top rated quarterback with a dirty pocket, with a clean pocket, like on the run. Like he he does it on so many levels, and it's like they refuse to see it. But if you took if you took his his draft position and changed it and took the seven to a one, then they give him all the credit in the world. And that's the that's the part that frustrates me the most. Yeah, it's definitely definitely weird. Um, and I I also too, you know, being his teammate and seeing how he responds in the face of adversity, you know, how does he respond um, you know, after throwing four interceptions, you know, uh unfazed, still playing, still, still trying to win the game. Like he's the ultimate. He's the ultimate gamer. He's not playing timid and shy because things didn't go well. You know what I'm saying? He's he's uh, out there playing the position and making the decisions that he feels, you know, uh, are best for the best for the team in, in the situation and making the throws and making, you know, making the plays. And so I like to see that. And it, and it showed again on Saturday, um, you know, being in that position you know, not having a lot of success offensively uh, throughout the game. You know, offense was stagnant at different times, um, good at different times. and But in the end, going down there and leading our team uh, to a win, you know, it says a lot, you know, about him and the, the type of person and player that he is. Now, now, I don't want to get too game plan-ish and, 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 and all that, but it, it's going to take some run stopping in this game. They're going to try to run the ball in this football game. And that's been a point of emphasis for that team. It's something they're really good at, something they've done well all season. Obviously, they put it on tape. It, it's got to be something that you guys have talked about. And, and, and clearly, this team is a team that takes pride in stopping the team regardless of what they do. But is that something that's been in the conversations amongst guys? For sure. Um, you know, it's playoff football. We're in the NFC Championship. The Lions have a great team. A lot of respect for them. They wouldn't be in this position if they didn't. You know, no one right. just magically flukes up in a, in a championship game. Um, no one just magically flukes up with great records in the NFL. They're earned um, right. through hard work, you know, discipline, um, execution, uh, great coaching, great, great plays, great players. And so definitely going to be a huge challenge on us. But that's how you have to what would it be what would it be without it like that's how you have right. to earn the right to win uh it all like that's that's what comes with it it comes with the opportunity and the challenge and that's why you know um winning a super bowl is so precious and it means so much is because you have to go against great teams and you have to figure out a way to to beat them by any means now, there's been a lot of change for you this year. You started your own podcast, mm -hmm. and I know you're sitting here on mine, but how have you enjoyed that space and, and enjoyed that journey? It's been great. Uh, definitely different for me. You know, some people, when I first started, were like, oh, I didn't really, you know, see you doing something like that, or why did you, you know, want to get into that? And, um, you know, people who know me know, uh, that I'm more of a talker than I might appear. You know, a lot of people who are not around me see me um, as, you know, more quiet and more reserved. And, um, but, you know, it's been, a, it's been a good 
space for me to be in both personally because I'm able to, you know, express myself and talk about the game I love. Uh, people get to see another side of me, a different side of my personality. Um, and also too having guests on my teammates, being able to have some great conversations and giving a platform to some amazing people and friends of mine so that people can see them in, um, you know, a different light as well too, and humanize them, you know, they always don't get the opportunity to do that. And, um, me as well too. And, you know, to control our own narrative as players, um, like you've been doing so, so great, you know, felt like you being your teammate, being able to get to know you and call you a friend for these years definitely has had an influence on me in that, in that space and being more, um, brave and, and open to, you know, express yourself and, and tell people how you feel and, and not be, not be uh, bashful about it and, um, you know, really control your own narrative. Like it's, it's hard as a player for, you know, it's 2024. We have to deal with social media. We have to deal with the internet and it's hard for a player. Every time you go on the, the internet that everybody is creating stories or has an opinion about you, but you can't do anything about it besides, right. uh, but now, now we can, you know, now um, I can create a narrative or I can create positive, positive uh, stories that I think people would be interested in or, or find um, important, or I can teach p people to look at the game of football in a different perspective that I think is um, eye opening or um, somebody who's actually out there playing and, and, you know, versus someone else creating a narrative that uh, fans and, and other people um, or how, how they should perceive the game. Yeah. It's been, it's been fun. It's been, been exciting uh, for me. I love it. I love it. You've done such a great job and I really appreciate what you said. It means a lot to me, but you've done a phenomenal job. You've given your teammates a platform. You've been, a, it's been a cool way to watch you embrace and, and allow your light to shine and allow your light to, to liberate others to shine and you've you you're always really well prepared ask great questions it's been really impressive and I, i'm proud of you who is your dream guest my dream guest oh that's an interesting question um we'll have a few ideas for how the show can kind of evolve and go um i think uh the pod's going to change a little bit in the off season and, um, you know, more in season is, you know, more game and, and, and teammates and real football. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's going to evolve. I would love to, I have an idea to, to talk to, um, a lot of, a lot of the, the D linemen that I grew up watching and, and idolized, um, definitely want to get, uh, Julius Peppers on the show. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he, uh, you know, played basketball in North Carolina, two-sport athlete, played DN, um, one of the best D-linemen of all time. Ever. Um, so, yeah, I definitely, definitely would love to, love to get him on. And so that's one idea I have to talk to, to legends and learn the game from them. And then uh, also, too, um, 
I'm going to start getting some some celebrity like Niner fans on. Um, me and E40 have been going back and forth trying to find a time for him to get on and talk about football and uh, Bay Area and and uh, so yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of you know a lot a lot can come from it. Um, but yeah, those are those are a couple ideas I have. Really haven't I really haven't thought about like dream dream guest though. So I definitely have to sit down. work on that. Yeah, sit down and write that down and make that make that come to fruition. Yeah, because a lot of our dreams get realized, baby. You start talking it, it start talking it out. For sure. You look up and it'll be happening before you know it. Yeah, for sure. Well, I appreciate you joining me. I know it's your off day. I know you got a busy week. This is a big important game, and I know you got a lot of stuff to do. I appreciate you taking the time out to talk to me. Um, good luck this week. Have a great game, and I'm here for you if you ever need me. You already know. Appreciate you, man. Always great uh, to to chop it up with you. I know you're a busy man, but love what you're doing. Always inspired by you. Um, one of the best teammates I've ever had. Love you, bro. I love you too, brother. See you soon, man. I, I'll see you soon. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.